It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar store, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A 60-minute cocktail-fueled conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is a couple blocks down from Napoleon Avenue, where they have a three-hour happy hour here every day. Ours only goes for an hour, actually, but you can have two more hours of it. They have half-priced drinks and half-priced starters and bar food for the whole three hours. Nesby Phipps is here. Hello, Nesby. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not so bad. I haven't seen you for a year. How many years has it been? hundred? I think we had like a year and a half. Last time we met was at PJ's on Magazine. On Magazine Street. Yeah. That's right. Magazine CC. Street's there. CC's it yeah. was, yeah. yeah. We had a brilliant idea for a podcast at that point. Remember what we're going to do? I can't remember. Together. You know what? I've, I've had like 17,000 podcast ideas since then. What, what was the last good one you had? Uh, the last good one. I think... We're working on one now called Am I Trippin'? Am I Trippin'? Yeah. Is it, are you hosting that? Is it Am I Trippin'? Well, I'll, be, a, I'll be one of the featured guests on it with this uh, comedian, Shotty Feelgood, and I forget the young lady's name. I forget her stage name. Uh, What's we, the guy's name? Dr. Feelgood? Shotty. Shotty. Shotty Feelgood. How do you spell that? Do you even uh, know? S-H-A-D-D-Y. His name's Jashad, but he goes by Shotty Feelgood. <laughs> Shotty Feelgood. Is he a local guy? Uh, he's based locally, but he's all over the country with it. Okay. He's doing exceptionally well with, with comedy. Am I Trippin'? Am I tripping? And you're supposed to be funny, or are you the straight guy? I'm the uh, I'm the artsy guy. You're the artsy yeah, guy. Yeah, he's okay. the comedian, and okay. so is the the lady co-host. Okay. Yeah. So there's three of you. Three of us. And you do it every week. Well, we're starting it next week. Okay. So that was the last podcast conversation idea we had. Okay. Yeah. But you can do it every week is the plan. No, not that one. I'm doing huh. Call Me Old Fashioned every week right now. I'll have to write these down. Yeah, call yeah, Me yeah. Old Fashioned. Yeah, Call Me Old Fashioned. And Am I Tripping? And Am I Tripping. Am I, yeah. <laughs> they're both good. What's Call Me Old Fashioned about? So Call Me Old Fashioned is uh, hosted by Kelly Salney. She's the owner of Style and Taste, and I DJ her uh, liquor tasting events. So uh, we pretty much talk about current events, and, uh, and we're 80s babies, which we're kind of the you know, the, the new adults out right. here in the world, and it's the new world we're living in, at least three times over. So you're doing more podcasts than anybody. Uh, I guess I am, kind of. For it's a musician, kinda that's a lot of podcasts. Yeah, people like to hear me talk for some reason over the last okay. year or two. I wonder so, what that is. Do I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, but I just come when they ask, <laughs> just like y'all call me. I'm I there. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we love to, I love talking to you as well. That's yeah. why we had this brilliant idea to do it, but someone's beaten us to it. Yeah. Well, what we'll, be, we'll come up with another one in the course of this hour. We've got a whole hour to go. But well, these dynamics jo- are very different, so I'm excited to Right. Uh, we'll know. see how this one works out. Huh? We'll see how this one Definitely. works out. Definitely. I mean, well, we off to jo- a good start. So far, so good. Joe Bicklidge is here. Joe's uh, checking off some stuff on his, on his sheet of, what is all that crap you have there? Edge. It's just crap. Just stuff to, you know, talking points in case you... In case we run out of conversation? Uh, yes, but I don't think it's going to happen. What's your first talking point? <laughs> oh, no, I just... Uh, Let's go with that. Well, I would, Hey, look at talking to this mic. That's the main thing. Don't mic. look at the notes okay. so much. As, oh, now I don't know yeah. what to talk now about. Now you don't know what <laughs> it is. Okay, Marcy Schramm is here as well. Marcy, look at this talking point and tell Joe what his first talking point is. I think it's about a, I think it's about a festival. It's about a festival. So. Okay. Yeah, just okay. about the Cushondelay Festival. Cushondelay uh, Festival. It's the inaugural festival. So this is the second one? This is, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What does Koshan mean? That's a restaurant, that's, right? It's, well, that it's a restaurant, but that basically is 
a way of cooking pork. So you're oh, cochon delay. You never heard of a cochon delay from Lafayette and Acadiana? I'm are you familiar. serious? I'm not familiar. Am I tripping? Uh, you are tripping. tripping. <laughs> call, call me old fashioned, but I'm a Orleans boy. Good man. You got them both in. Well, explain what a cochon delay is for the people who are tripping. Well, or old fashioned. Cochon delay is a way of, uh, one way of cooking pork. It's, I guess it mostly it's real popular down here in the South. Yeah. And for years we had what was the Blues Festival that uh, supported the Second District Police Department, okay. and we're just yes. kind of expanding right down it. there on Napoleon Avenue. Correct. Right. Yes, but you're in the Second District as well, aren't you? No, no I'm, I don't know where my district is, but I live in Holly Grove. Holly Grove. That's yeah. not the Second District. No, place. that's not. But that's where we had a cup of coffee there at CC's. That was the Second District uptown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. So. Joe, you've got, you have a festival that supports the police. Yes, we've been. There's okay. an organization, Cops Two. Controversial, right there. Yes, Cops Two. Cops Two. Okay, which is, uh, it's a city, local citizens group that supports. We help feed the police officers at Mardi Gras, prepare them for Mardi Gras Day. We, I guess, we support them. When you with say police. prepare, what do you mean feed the police officers? Because well, in the morning, so that's that's a long day. We, you know, our police force today is a little bit short-handed so these guys start like six in the morning and they go you know 16 hours so wow. how, so, how you do you know, know they're a cop they have to show up in a uniform to get free food well yes that's usually how it works but we, we know we know, you know like we get those <laughs> uniforms at that costume store on magazine street no well actually we, buy, we help buy them uniforms as well wow. you do you know it, but it, what is in what capacity do you do this? Is a you, you own a bar as well, right? Right. I you own the Bonton. Le Bonton array. Correct. Oh, right. you own Le Bonton. Yes. Oh, you say we're in. Now we're in. That's a whole different in. situation <laughs> now. Okay. But uh, so you got to buy the cops off somehow, otherwise <laughs> <laughs> you get busted for all these twelve-year-old kids you got in there drinking. Well, well, okay. Bad subject. Change something. <laughs> like, how's that ballet going? <laughs> right, right, no, the uh, the whole idea was that. In a time when it was, it's tough to be, it's tough to be any civil servant right now. It's tough to be alive, Joe, right now. Exactly. Right, right, you know, and it's you know, controversial. But the police and the the city budget sometimes they find themselves with problems. So we helped, you know, support them do things. We also support them with different social programs for police that feel under stressed or when we lose an officer, mm. their family. We offer social services to them for someone to talk to and, we and get say help. We, who is this exactly? Uh, Cops too. Cops we, too. We're actually a board of people that are represented nice. that represent members from the community okay. that join, and their money goes 100 percent to helping the second district police. And until recently, we've also offered the social services and the help to the entire police department in New Orleans. Mm. So beyond the second district, beyond the district. I want to chime in too. I used to, Massive. of course, work in the French Quarter all those years, and we had cops eight for the eighth district. And uh, it's, so what yeah. came first, cops so, two or cops eight? I don't know. They're citywide. They're so all cops over. Cops eight is four but, times. Yeah, cops good. is um, it's a nonprofit, and the whole point is how can we support our police and and add to you know what the city can do. And so we were always fundraising for them. Like when French Quarter Festival would end, we had. Let's just stop here for a second uh-huh. to explain everybody. You were the director of the French Quarter. Yes, you were the executive for director of the French mm-hmm. Quarter Festival for 10 yes. years. Wow. Yeah. So it's a pretty impressive crowd. With yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. High end folks. Yeah. But it was with these so, yeah. cops. It's a nonprofit. And there's different divisions of them based on the district. And we all worked so hard. I mean, you love your police. They do so much for the community. And it's there's so many different ways people give back, whether it's things that you mentioned or you know we would always donate bottled water because we had it to give or fundraising for them but it's yeah it's does this happen in other cities or only in new orleans cops yeah. i'm not from detroit or... originally detroit does it too they do i'm too. sure everyone yeah. has their different arms of support for mm-hmm. all the you know all different civil 
workers. But, you know, our key was to make sure that our police didn't go without any got support. We also do, like, at Christmas time, we help with the bicycle drives that the 2nd District does for uh, kids to get bicycles for kids in the 2nd District. We do uh, uh, Christmas time. They do a get-together for um, a lot of the families and the kids that don't have access to you What's know, your position system. on taking a knee and all this sort of thing that's going on about cops now? Taking a knee on the issue or taking a knee to the flag? Well, this whole thing about taking a knee to the flag started off as... First of all, we should all be on our knees. Every one of us has something that, you know, we don't like or we, we feel we're not being treated fairly about. And then mm-hmm. I think if we look to the person next to us and they're on their knees, then maybe we should be able to say, like, well, let me hear what you're kneeling for. And I'll tell you what I'm dealing for, and then we can understand it. You're not the only one feeling some It's a some teachable pain. moment. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. But hmm. as far as kneeling to the flag, I think the, the flag is just a representation of what this country's about and where we've been. So if you see an American flag somewhere, you go like, uh-oh, United States is here, like on the moon, in a Veterans Highway. Veterans Highway. So, and it's just a representation of what we're about. And our country is about everybody being able to pursue what they want as long as it doesn't fringe on other, other people's, people's freedoms. Right. Exactly. So I think what the Saints are doing is great. What are the they, all co- they all come what out and kneel. They all come oh, really? out and kneel. I'm sure they have a diverse, different feeling of what they're kneeling exactly. for. Exactly. And then the flag goes up and they all stand for the anthem. Well, that's pretty I, cool. I didn't know that. Do you go to the games? No, I kind of... Uh, withdrew from football uh, like uh, I guess about two years ago. Why is that? Because the Saints have been sucking. So, <laughs> and, I, and I try to keep my microaggressions down. I'm a black man in my mid-30s and our, our hypertension tends to go you up. You need to do something to keep something under control. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get that involved with it that you couldn't risk your health I by mean, watching it on aren't TV. Aren't all Saints fans kind of disgruntled when shit don't go right? Yeah, but nobody likes to lose. All football fans. Say that again? All football exactly. fans. We're all doing baseball. baseball. We're doing all good soccer. this season. So, and technically, you know, the Saints don't owe me nothing else in my lifetime. I never thought we'd get that Super Bowl. Right. I was in Miami when the Super Bowl happened, and I flew home the morning of just in case they won. Wow. I wanted to be home and not in Miami. Wow. Nice so right. yeah. So I'm, so you're I'm a, real a, fan. I'm a die hard, right. but I'm not about to die hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, very good. Yeah. Marcy, you a Saints fan? Uh, don't give a I shit don't really about care. Me. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It's you know. I don't. Yeah. I don't schedule my life around watching the game. Yeah. Right. I don't do you ever watch? I think game? everyone's a Saints fan, like yeah. somewhere in their life. It's a, it's a part of your yeah, citizenship, to, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's woven into the fabric of the city. Like you, it's. In, but you've quit watching it now. I ha- I'm just my Can't interest is gone, and, I, and I, my son's an exceptional soccer player. We just came back from mm. England in April, and, and I serious? get my football action on the, on the pitch. So now. now you're watching. How old is he? He's twelve. He's already showing signs of professionalism. Oh, he's on a pro track right now. He's all awesome. serious. Can he get we a scholarship? Huh? We need him. Who is we? The United States men's team. Oh, he wants to go EPL, but he'll settle for that. Well, yeah. yeah we need him. <laughs> what is that? European? Yeah, the European Premier League. How did he figure that out already? Oh, my, That's like, where the money is. Hey, man, he's all into it. He's all into it. And Which he did it? exceptionally well over there uh, competing against the European talent. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So can he get a scholarship somewhere and you can't, save but that's dad not, a bunch that, of money? That, well, hopefully they could do that uh, gr- with grades and not just with uh, sports. But with him being on a pro track, he's looking to go into someone's academy, so you kind of bypass college. So you don't have to worry about the whole college. Because soccer is not the same as yeah, football. Not at you all. You don't have to go through the not college. Not at all. It's, it's closer ah. to baseball. It's kind of like okay, picked so you just up go by straight into a team. Yeah, we turned down the academy in Chicago. It's too damn cold. So they wanted him up he there. He already got already. offered a gig. Yeah. At, He's 12? 12. He's your height. 
You should wow. see him. He's a tall fucker. Six five. Yeah, and I'm buying new cleats every goddamn two weeks. Wow. Is he still at Lusher? Yeah, they both are. My right. daughter, she's in the 10th grade. He's in the 7th. All right. Yeah, right well, up the street. This sounds very promising. Oh, it is. What, so what position? Little... Defensive? Uh, yeah, striker? He, he's def- no, nah, he's, uh, they just moved him to center back. He was left back. Yeah, and we just won a tournament this weekend. He's been kicking ass, man. Okay, well, yeah. congratulations. This could be good for Dad. Yeah, I mean, it's so far so good. I, got I, I played for 20-some years and coached. I love really? the game, yeah. So I was a midfielder. And okay. Game's Wait. changed, but. Yeah, yeah it's changed. How's I, it? I, well, I'm new to the game. Let me not say that. I'm new to the game. I'm learning through him. Yeah, how's it how's changed? changed? Well, first of all, there's more access to it. I mean, more yeah. access yeah, to it. Yeah, there was no just, soccer here. Right. There's Which being is, more money is being, you know, uh, there's more money to you have the youth league. There wasn't any youth leagues when I was going. I played in high school, right? And we did extremely well. So you know, our school funded us. And where was it, this? What that school? was in North. I was originally from Pittsburgh. Okay. And so you know, soccer. It was it was growing up there. Yeah. But never really didn't get its foot. It was really even bigger in the south, but just never really seemed to take its you know foothold. With that. But now you got a lot of people that are playing it. Uh, parents are supporting it. Yeah. You know, everyone wanted their kid to be a you know baseball or football, football star player, yeah, yeah. Or, or ballet or tap dancer or yeah. you know. And now, now you have women playing football, which by the way, I was a big, more of a supporter of the women's team for years, even before they started winning the really? men's team, because just the way they represented themselves and they put they we always fielded the best women's player that the U.S. had to offer, uh-huh. and it shows. Right, right, right. Phenomenal. They kick ass. way are winning. Women's, so if anyone's women. listening from the women's side of thing in the Olympics, we need to up up the money and the pay to the women. Yeah. I thought you said the women's team is better than the men's team. They're better, but they're, they're still... Performance-wise, I don't mean if you played them coming against men. I don't know, but compensation, if it was if it was performance pay, you know, they'd be they'd be killing it. They're, yeah. they're is there phenomenal. any chance of women and men playing on the same team? I, I see it coming when in the future. The world's that, changing. I mean, that's you, girls can now be Boy Scouts. So the world's changing, man. Yeah, that's. I saw that too. You can be a Boy Scout if you're a girl. Yeah, which is an interesting. So choice. it may be possible. So now, Marcy, you gave up the French Quarter Festival, though, right? I did in December. Yes. What, what made you quit it? I had two kids, and I was. Hmm. I said, you know what? I can either be really, really good at my job still. And be a terrible mom, or <laughs> something had to get. Is that the you know choice? what I mean? You had to be yeah, a terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just the hours were so intense. You know, we didn't just produce French Quarter Fest; it was three festivals, and it just there were so many seven-day work weeks and so many fifteen-hour days that, uh, as amazing as my husband is, it was just not good. So yeah, right. so I had to step away. And you know, ten years is a good run. Yeah, do you, do you do you miss it now? Oh, uh, I miss the people so much, and I miss the French Quarter. The French Quarter is a special, special. Place, you like being you know? in the French Quarter? That's yeah, interesting. yeah. Hmm. Ballet's okay. Ballet's so good. So what, what are you doing now? You're working so, for the ballet. Yeah, and it's nice. I'm not the boss. I'm I'm the fundraiser. I raise all the money, and um, we're an amazing organization approaching our 50th year coming up. How many? 50. 50, almost 50. 50 wow. years yeah. of ballet. Nice. In New Orleans, yeah. Okay. And it's one of the big three, you know, the symphony, the opera, the ballet. And we um, we don't just bring in the best companies in the world and put them up on stage. We also do so much in the community. We partner with, for 26 years, we've partnered with the New Orleans Recreation Department, NORD. Mm-hmm. And we do free dance classes mm-hmm. all over New Orleans, 12 centers. Um, some of our kids start with us at three, and they go all the way through high school, and they've become professional dancers. Ballet. So, yeah, it's one of the best. Top, it's one of the top programs in the United States. There's no other program like we've got in New Orleans. That's it's awesome. awesome. It is. Wow. It's great. Yeah. Well, how do we get to be a pioneer in that of all things? Um, I, there was a Where's group the... of community leaders who were really committed to getting some world class programming in the Nord facilities. So these 
kids in the neighborhoods would have opportunities that they otherwise couldn't have. That's Dance is really expensive. Taking classes is incredibly expensive. Yeah, and so, well, is it why is it so expensive? Mm, well, it's not just shoes. the classes are expensive, but then you've got the costumes, and you know, right. it's it's a commitment. It's a big commitment. What do you wear for a costume? I oh, mean, to put on an actual ballet. Yeah, well, in your everyday life, you're wearing leather shoes. You might be wearing point shoes that you need a new pair every month, like you're talking mm-hmm. about the cleats. How much yeah. is a pair of ballet shoes? 30, 40 bucks. Okay. Yeah, and that's no, how much are they now that Nike started making them? Did they? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Nike know. started making them for real? I'm, I'm probably. Oh. oh, you made that up. Okay. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Nike, if you listen. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't even on my point sheet. Uh, not even on your. Yeah. Hi, what's the next talking point? Yeah, what's your next talking point? <laughs> Did we, Marcy, what was the first one? We didn't even get past the first I one. I don't know. There's something about festival. Oh, no, we were defining Oh, Cochon Delay. We didn't even get past what a Cochon Delay is. A Cochon Delay is a way of cooking. Pork, pork, correct. That was yeah. pioneered, I think, in Acadiana, wasn't it? And cochon means pig, and delay yes. means of milk, I believe, right. in French. Right. Correct? You speak French, Mark? Suckling pig. Enough to know that. Suckling pig. Sea rock. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a fact checker? Yes. Sea yeah. rock is our fact checker. We're struggling. Tell us what it, where it came from. What it did. Sea <laughs> rock, do you have the info in front of you? Not yet, but. Getting it up. He's only had ten minutes, so Sorry. you know. It's early he's days. like your I did have it. He's up. Your, like, yeah, yeah, that's McLovin, how I got. Right? It. Well, we moved on from that, but now we're coming back to so this. This is a festival that's going to raise money for the cops. Second right, district, second place. district. And where's it going to be? Exactly? It's going to be over at Palmer Park. Okay, hey, and it's my neighborhood. Good. It's not the second district, of course. No, no, no. <laughs> right? Not for, no, it, why aren't you having actually, it? Actually, I think it's the, that's the, a border right there, but yeah, oh, okay. it's still second district. Okay. It is still the second district. Actually, oh, right. the second dis- the actual second district no, one of the cops headquarters now out. is no longer in the second district. They moved around. And we're building a new. You've got to be kidding. Building, building a new only in New Orleans. District the second center. district. Where is it? Oh, it's over in uh, is it Gertville off of um, Gertown? Gertown. Oh, all right. That's it, oh, all yeah. it is. Yeah, all right. Grind. It's going to have a public swimming pool. I did pool. see it's the plans the, for that. The That's police dope. station is going to have its own pool. Well, that's right. where they're going to build a community pool. It's going to be a, a so, phenomenal. So then I center. am second district if it's in Gertown. I'm, I'm right up the street from that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's going to happen to that beautiful old building on Magazine? Well. Obviously, you can't take it down, but yeah, it's historic. You know, sell it. Is it available for like condos? Yeah, you know, no, that be awesome. Know. I don't to think live it, in the old police station. I, I'm not sure they can really do anything with it. So it'll, what? Know, it'll just linger around until the city like, sells it. I guess, down. but mm-hmm. it is a historical. Why landmark. are they moving out of there? Is it too small. Too small. It's um, it's in really it's not terrible, anymore. terrible shape. Someone and got the one right. in the seven ward, and it's a. Uh, uh, bed and breakfast now. Oh, God, the one on Durgeon Wall. And oh, yeah? It's made just like that one. On, it's uh, very hard to, for our police force to get up to date and, and you know technical. It's almost impossible to keep converting old buildings, though. It's just time to start fresh. Yeah, yeah. But they're really, is this really true what you just said that the 2nd District Police Station will no longer be in the 2nd District? Is that the even possible? Old, the existing district building right now. They moved the lines a little bit, so it actually is in the 6th district. The current 2nd district police station current. building on Magazine it's Street in and yeah. Napoleon Yeah, they moved the lines because it goes up to Napoleon now, and okay. then after Napoleon comes the 2nd. Gotcha. Okay, so. so it's technically only in the 6th district by a half a block. Yes. Or something. The 6th yeah. is in the 2nd. Okay, so, so now... Where is the 2nd the district police station will now be in the 2nd district? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes, the All new right. one is going to be... All right. And that it's uh, going to be a beautiful building. I think part of it is the mayor's been really, really good at getting federal money. And I think he's gotten this federal money and he's been doing these. There's another one, isn't it, like over near Xavier, another beautiful new police station. 
that's what he's talking center. about. Right. That's what yeah. he's talking oh, about. Oh, that's right. That's the one. That's yeah. Town. Yeah. yeah. But I think okay. the mayor's been great at getting that federal money to help this infrastructure stuff. Well, we need yeah. all the help we can get. Aren't we yeah. under some sort of consent decree from the federal government where we have to do what they it's say? Almost our over. police force. Yeah, I heard Is it's almost over. I just heard that the other day. And has it worked? Whatever they were trying to achieve. I'm on the edge of the fence on that one. I mean, wait and see. Well, you guys are both the cops experts. Well, from my point of view, a lot of really, really great officers were unduly punished for things that they were that were part of their job. They were accused of things that were just part of their job, and so what sort of things? Well, like details, like preference on detail. Like for example, at French Quarter Fest, we had an officer who, because of our request, would hand pick the police for our detail. Because they were, they had institutional knowledge. They had been working our festival for twenty years. They knew what right. to expect. They knew what to do. It was a smart thing to do. And it was like, no, this is nepotism. This is favoritism. Right. This is blah 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 blah. And it was so. And they got a lot of them aren't, aren't cops anymore. And it's it's just sad. They got fired because of well, they, they were got um, for demoted and they were held. They were media scrutiny. They were shamed. It was mm. not cool. Hang on a minute. You mean these are guys who worked details? Mm-hmm. Well, the guys who some of the detail the commanders, guys, yeah, the detail commanders, yeah, because there was apparently, but is that now you're saying it's not right. true? There was a whole scheme or a scam where they they picked their friends and there was well, I'm some sure sort that of happened in some cases, on. but like with big events like ours, that was not the case, right? And it was mm-hmm. yeah. So people got actually fired from the police force. They weren't fired. They were um, like, like kind of punished and shamed, and a lot of them left because right. it was just not a good place to work anymore. I bet. Yeah, well, and a lot of them got pay cuts too. They did a structured system of payroll and we were paying them more hourly right. for their detail and then when they structured they started getting paid less and we're like well we don't want to pay them less I mean you know so whose fault was that was that Surpass's fault when he no that was, was the consent mm, decree that was the consent decree yeah I mean there, there was a lot of good with the consent decree but there was also some fallout for sure mm. yeah. wow well the police for- is the police well you would know this Joe really for real is the police force as demoralized as you hear and well, I, I think it's in all all, all walks of life, all all professions, all um, different organizations. Just never going to be one hundred percent happy. Right. But it's a tough. T- it's Nisby's a tough time for all. Happy. Huh? Right, you're one hundred percent happy, aren't you? In your business? Uh, in my business? Yeah. Nah. Well, the hip hop people are one hundred percent happy. The hell no! Are you nah. crazy? What about the ballet people? Uh, most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, yeah. pretty happy. We're always yeah. trying to find more money, but other than that, we're so yeah. happy. Well, the broadcast people are pretty happy. Yeah. Well, like I dr- said earlier, we, dr- we, we, we all have something to kneel about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Great callback. <laughs> all right. So what, what, is the, what are the police thinking of this whole thing? Are they happy? Do you give them cash, or what is the deal with oh, this? No, no, no. It's, um, it's all 100% of the money we raise all goes to police. So the organization, so no one on the organization are all saying. volunteers. You give them cash. You're giving no, them no, what, no cash. They get you buy them stuff. They they they'll put in for uh, the commander of the second district. Usually will come to us and they'll say, okay, here's what our needs are. Here's what we're sure. Here's where we're having problems. And then our board gets together and votes. Okay, are we going to do this? How are we going to do it? And then how we go about doing it? Like one of the one of the first things that I was in charge of was the there was there's no AC in the second district building. Are you and serious? So we had to upgrade that. So you can imagine, you know. What the fuck? There's no AC in the There was no station. AC. And How I, long ago was this? This was uh, over the last 10 years. You, they were window units, and then they didn't have the electrical ability to run all the different I don't units. think you put the hangover destroyer in the drink. <laughs> I think you have to take that. I don't that. think it's going to matter. <laughs> but you don't think it's going to work? I don't think it's going to matter. 
but you think it's not going to work? I don't think I don't, he can I put don't it know, in the booth. But he, if well, the drink's gone, I was just going to run it over ice, but he's I didn't never, realize it was He's going to have a hangover destroyer on the rocks. <laughs> I'll tell you something about <laughs> hangover destroyer. I got wine drunk yesterday, so I saw it. I was like, I'll give it a... What were you drinking yesterday? I don't know what kind of wine. I had four reds and then a white. Five glasses of wine. Yeah, bro. Film festival shit. Yeah. That could do it. Are you at the film festival? Yeah. So you're trying to be like all educated and sophisticated with you. Oh, uh, no. I was just coming to drink. Fra- <laughs> the, the directions say that you should have had one of these. Because you between four and five drinks, you have one of these. Okay. Four to five drinks. Oh, yeah. Hangover. You know what? Let me tell you. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Yeah. Not cure it. It's to prevent it. Oh. If you go to the Hangover Destroyer it's website, it's called hdestroyer.com, and you write happy hour on the coupon code, you get 30% off of your first order of Hangover Destroyer, or you can just get it free here. Prior to this, my Hangover Destroyer was coconut water and a BC headache powder. Mm-hmm. Do that work? It does. It does. Yeah. Coconut water and a BC yeah, headache powder. Yeah, you got to hydrate and then knock that, okay. whatever that shit is in your head out. Wow. Okay, let me tell you about our, our other sponsors as well. Basic Swimming Gym. You know about those guys? It's a place where you can get a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. You can get a bikini, a one-piece, Joe. Uh, more a cover of a two-piece guy. Ten-piece. Ten-piece. Oh, for, for me? Ten-piece for me. I need a couple yards of material. Right? Well, you can get everything you need for the beach and poolside at Basic Swimming Gym. It's uh, next to the lingerie store, Basics Underneath on Magazine Street, right up. Can you get fat shamed right on the radio? Can you get fat shamed on a podcast? You can get fat shamed yeah. anywhere, baby. <laughs> You don't regard it's yourself for the world. As, I got a second reason to kneel now. That's <laughs> why we got two knees. <laughs> and listen to this one. This and is four good, chins. I this got is two good knees for and you four too. chins. This is more stuff you can buy. Joe, Louisiana legs, workout, and yoga clothes. It's about time you start doing yoga, isn't uh, it? I'm all into yoga pants. You really? Okay. <laughs> well, this is where you can get them from. You can get them on Etsy. It's called Louisiana Legs. They're designs that incorporate photographic art like Mardi Gras beads, boiled crawfish, Wrought iron from France and caves in China. You can find Louisiana Legs on Facebook and Instagram, and you can buy it on Etsy. It's Louisiana Legs. Maybe they'll make you some push on delay leggings. Good idea yeah. with dead pigs. Yeah. Little pigs. Little hoofs in them. Yeah. <laughs> so w- what goes on? So you have all these restaurants coming out to this place. Have you ever put on a festival before? Uh, yeah. Bit, well, I've been involved in the, the blues festivals that we've done. This one here, though, is probably the biggest yet, our biggest Do you have venture. any questions about it? Because Marcy put on French Quarter Festival for 10 I years, a, so this is your first. The only question I have is how many people are going to get out there and support the police department? That's my question. And Marcy, the what's answer. the answer? Promote, promote, promote. Read those notes. Well, you've got, did you yeah. see... Um, Po'boy Fest rescheduled today. They're not on top of you, are they? No. They were oh. coming the day after. They were on Sunday. They Why did they reschedule Po'boy? Because it's going to rain. Weather. Yeah. Well, on Sunday? Even yeah. more interesting is Friday is St. Edward's Cochon Delay Festival. So they're going head-to-head with you. Are you? Where's St. Edward's? Yeah, what is that? Where is that? Sea Rock. Yeah, this is a NOLA.com article. Two Cochon Delay Fest go head to head this weekend. What? The Battle so, of the Pig? Yeah. Wait, are you this yeah. weekend? You're this pick weekend your, coming okay, up? Okay, so you got to pick your pork. All right. Yeah. I would totally go Don't to go out on Friday. No worries. Who's the Saint, who is St. Edward? Is that a school? Is he the Saint of Pigs? Yeah, it's, did in, he show it's up? in Metairie. Did he show up so. here for this? Oh, it's in Metairie. It'll Come on, be, man. Yeah, it'll so be a long time. Parish it doesn't count. Yeah. Put your fucking mic down. This is an Orleans Parish show. It's New Orleans. 
That's good finding on your part, though, Sierra. Yeah, you got to say, you know. But you're in Palmer Park, too. Just the drive-by alone yeah. is so phenomenal. The appeal is, we, yeah, I mean, we have some great band, I mean, bands. We've got the Sorbels are going to be out there. Hey. Big Sam, Funky Nation, hey. uh, Rock and hey. Doopsy. All right, oh, my you're God. rolling. you got and a then, cool trifecta yeah. already. Yeah. You know what you need to do, seriously? That's cool. You're on right where all the streetcars come in. Yeah. RTA will promote it for you. And DSU, hey. WDSU has the streetcar tracker. Like, That's what get, I'm talking about. Where's, Ga- where's Gamble at? Because Gamble's yeah. right behind you. Right? <laughs> They're doing a great yeah. job. RTA They're will doing promote a great it Those Gamble girls are awesome. This is the first time we've used an organization like that, and they're doing, like, a great job. But do they know about the uh, RTA line stopping there and promoting I'm sure free? they. I'm sure they know. They're going to surprise us with that probably this afternoon. They're probably going to surprise us. Oh, they probably have that yeah. in the back Renee's pocket. Working on and that WDSU right has the streetcar tracker, so DSU should promote it, too. What is a streetcar tracker? They can they, tell where the streetcar is? Yeah, it's an app you get from DSU. and I then know it, that. It's, it's, all, it's buses, too. It's not just streetcars. But you can see where anything is in the city. It's okay. awesome. Nice. And the, festi- and the festival is yeah, free, so you don't pay to get in. So, right. And the vendors, they, they pay fee to be there. And then, you know, so you come so, out, you eat, you drink. Dixie's involved. We've got... Dixie uh, Beer. Dixie Beer. Okay. And, the, and we do have a special surprise band, but they don't want us to promote them so when the tribe shows up okay uh-huh. I see that I know how flow I, I, tribe I, mail. That, that, I didn't okay. say that that yeah. would be if flow tribe's going to be there why wouldn't they want their name out I don't, I don't know if they're going to be there why do you, be there. Why you, you said it I didn't I, 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 I guess you can say it I I'm not even here it. I'm working on a hangover <laughs> am I a trip? this shit is nasty by the way so I was just going to say how is that <laughs> this shit is destroying me <laughs> this shit is horrible I need a fucking sandwich you need a it's a des destroyer it makes me want to drink again have another drink someone We'll get you April. We'll get you another drink. What oh, are you man. drinking? Uh, the, the Rocky Tidy, something. Tidy. Rocky Tidy. That's yeah. right. Well, we get them for like half price because it's happy hour. So. Okay, cool. And I yeah. think they'll give it to you for free. Talk. Yeah. Running so again because April this, can help you. Out. I'm destroyed. That's well, I think the problem is you only had one drink and you're supposed to have four or five before you before drink. You well, had I, I had four or five about <laughs> sixteen hours ago. Are so. you still feeling bad? I did because I didn't feed myself good That's today. Bad. I just been rolling. Well, what were you doing at the film festival? Uh, this was a party. I missed a bunch of the events. I got right. I got a pass, uh, and I didn't make damn near any of it. And I was like, hey, this shit's about to be over. I need to go and show face. So and I went. Why are you to supposed to? But why you want to be a part of it? What's, what's why your did connection? I want to be? Yeah. Why did you have to I'm show a, up? For? I'm a musician. I'm a musician. Right. Uh, you know, I work in film. Well, you know, in a, like, in, in a roundabout way, right? You know, I mean, what's a film without music? You know, like so. What music do you do? What music? Yeah. Uh, I do all kind. Uh, uh, most people know me for the work I've done in hip hop, but I, you know, I've scored in several short films and forty-eight hour film festivals. I scored Lil Wayne's uh, video game app is my my biggest to date as of last year. Um, um, I'm the director of Mahalia Jackson's estate, so I manage that catalog or whatnot. And um, yeah, I'm just in and out of all around music, you know. So, That's so cool. What does that mean? It means when someone wants to use her music, they go through you? Yeah. For permissions so I'm, and- I'm in charge of her. We represent her, me and the three other uh, family members on the board. Oh she was, we are Mahalia Jackson. She was your relative. She's my great aunt. Yeah, she's great my, aunt. My, wow. my great grandmother's sister. Mahalia Jackson is my great aunt. Yeah, yeah, my, that my great grandmother's sister. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a beautiful thing. So we're actually doing something at the Jazz Museum on October 26th to commemorate our birthday. Uh, uh, it's 105 years old, arguably, because, you know, back then they didn't have birthdays. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Right. The, the Internet says 1911, but her grave says 1912. Mm. Um, but from 5 to 7, Thursday, October 26th, we're going to be doing something to celebrate that. Uh, we, um, we have some 
art items that we're selling because we're working on getting the historical markers on our home. The church she started singing at, and that's all in the Black Pearl, and then her gravesite, which is at the Providence Memorial Park on Airline. Wow. Yeah, so uh, and we're launching a website, social media, the whole nine. Wow. Yeah. NPR should do a story on you. Well, that's amazing. Good idea. Well, Don't we're promoting think? on now. We haven't made our way to the story yet. but yeah. Maybe is, we'll get the Gamble Girls. Have you got a, some publicist working on this for you? Uh, no, I don't. We, we should talk. We should definitely talk. Talk to Gamble. Yeah. Right. Talk to Gamble. G-A-M-B-E-L. Right. PR.com, I think mm. it is. Is that right? Something like that. All right, cool. I'm that with would it. Be cool. We need it. So how come there's only... When, so Mahalia Jackson was born and raised here in New Orleans. Yeah, she was... She, was and then, she left when she was 16, and she went to Chicago. And did she have a family or kids? Yeah, she did. She had a family. That's where she... Half her family was here. Yeah. And uh, I mean, did she have kids? I mean, did she... No, she never had any children. She never children. had any children. No, she never had so any So she children. had brothers and sisters. She had a she sister had, was your grandmother. Yeah, that was a half-sister. Okay. Yeah, and... Um, but she, you know, is a big family. She was actually the outside child for a young lady named Charity around the corner from Joe Jackson. Not yeah, Joe Jackson, uh, her dad. Um, and then her her mom's family raised her. They were limited on how far they could bring her, just as far as development, because uh, they were all just you know, maids or whatever. Uh, Aunt Duke was her grandmother, and so she went. To Chicago to live with the other sisters and what she singing? the other aunts. Yeah, what she started she sing? singing at five at Mount Moriah Church on Milledon, okay. which is literally one house away from the corner, which is across the street from the Corps of Engineers. So it's a big, ah. pink, it's a big, small, pink church that's right there. I used to actually live across the street from there when I first had my daughter, and um, okay. so she went up there just before the depression, and uh, she, you know, it was, it was everyone was doing pretty well up there, especially in the black community. Uh, comparative to the South, you know, or better than the South, if you will. And what years are we talking about now? Uh, so it was 16 plus, you know, that was this 1930-something. Yeah, she went up there, and, uh, you know, she got it, got everything together, and she was rolling, and the Great Depression hit. Everybody was back on soup lines and stuff like that, and the Depression is where her popularity grew because when she would come in to sing at local churches, uh, even though it was the Depression, the tithes and offerings went up. Wow. And and this is at, this is from the horse's mouth. Uh, she has an autobiography that you possibly could catch it online. It's out of print, but you can find it on eBay. That she's a co-author, and it's called "Moving On Up." Moving and she on. talks a, she talks about how uh, it started locally, and then it started to go outside of Chicago to like Gary, Indiana, and surrounding areas. And I mean, eventually trickled its way down to the South. And then the civil rights movement became you know real big, and then then she became. Would, I like to reference as the spiritual ambassador because just like the, the preachers would get her to kind of stir the spirits up to raise tithes and offerings, um, she was sort of the, the her voice was like the drummer the drummer boy for uh, you know riling up spirits to to go out and do these marches and she sung at the JFK inauguration the march on Washington. It's rumored that she's the one that pulled Martin Luther King's coattail to tell him tell them about your dream Martin so she's uh, yeah so really? yeah so she has a very intriguing story and she yeah. though she was a gospel singer and the world's greatest one she is an American icon well, she's not classically thing. trained she, that she was did. the interesting thing about her she, she never crossed over and became a popular singer no actually she even became, with her record deal she refused any embellishment on her style right. you know they wanted symphonies the whole nine yeah. and she said all I need is Mildred and a stage I'm gonna stomp clap and she gonna play and that's all we gonna do wow. Yeah, so she was. Well, she, 
She did the first few jazz fests, right? She did the first one. Just her the first one? Yeah, her and Duke, and Duke, Duke Ellington. Yeah, because she died like a year or two later. Yeah. Yeah, so her and Duke Ellington came down. How, um, did, we, how did we get Duke Ellington to come down here to jazz fest? She first? did. She, she got They were friends. Okay. Yeah, they were friends. So uh, Did she ever sing with his orchestra? Uh, I can't remember. I, I I have to check that. I don't know. That would be interesting. Nah, she's a, but even though she was a gospel singer, she it coexisted in the jazz space because there wasn't as big of an institution for gospel. Right. You know, and even now when they uh like they just they just did a exhibition at the jazz museum called The Women of Note, um, they had to put her into that because there aren't many things out there that's honoring gospel singers on a you know, on a popular level. So she kinda coexists in both cool. spaces. But she's definitely an American icon and a true New Orleanian. She maintained that identity throughout I mean, being on first name basis with kings and everywhere from Germany to freaking right. Saudi Arabia. And she never left uh, she never left that that she never lost that personality she gained in the Black Pearl. What was the name of the you mentioned the book? What was the name of the Moving book? Moving on up. It was titled after one of her songs. Uh, yeah, she's musical royalty for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely more than royalty. So how come there's only you and three other people left here? Yeah, no, it's a bunch family. of us left, but we're we're it's four of us on the board. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a bunch a, of us. There's a bigger family. She has a humongous family. Right. Yeah, she has a but I mean, are they all part of the company or the. No, I mean, the, all, the everyone's, a bene- yeah, everyone's a benefactor, but it's four right. of us that manage the estate. The, so the you image. decide if someone comes to you and wants to do like yeah, a we, movie. We year near it. We year near it. Yeah, yeah right. And, and there's been attempts, you know, in some. Does anyone want to make a movie? Has anyone suggested that? I mean, we want to make a movie. Who would play her? Who would you get to play her? Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one because if you pay attention to who she was, I don't even know if they make people with spunk like that no more. So, um, what's well, acting, dude? I, I get it. I get it. But I, someone can I, fake Meryl Streep. Yeah, but some people like I. They're very <laughs> Meryl Meryl Streep. That's Mahalia Jackson. <laughs> this guy. I can <laughs> see it now. Hey, the last oh, big yeah. role. Yeah. At least it'd be an Oscar now. Beyonce. Beyonce, Beyonce would be a good choice. You think Halle so? Ba- Halle Berry? Oh, no, too small. Jennifer too, Hudson? Too small. Jennifer lost too much weight. We'd have whoever it is, we've got to fluff them up. What about Precious? Who, uh, they were That's too large. So we're looking for Baby Bear, just right, right? Yeah. yeah. Too large, yeah. too small, too just soft. Just right, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I may be a little too close to it to be the guy to actually decide it because, because there's an authenticity in anyone or anything that comes from New Orleans right. that I um, I feel as though I'm a gatekeeper on. And when people try to, like, translate that, I think they miss a lot of what we are when they try to, like, you know, commercialize Well, Treme was pretty good. That was pretty it accurate. It was okay. That was okay. It was, it was ac- okay. pretty accurate. I don't know how exciting it was to watch. but I mean, aesthetically, was, yes. Do you all remember yeah. Kville? Remember Kville? Yeah, horrible. It was so bad. It was horrible, wasn't it? Was it was so bad you had to party. watch it. You had to watch I, that it. Was it was the one, so that's terrible. when I cut it off when, oh when God, Anthony Anderson said something about a freaking gumbo party. Gumbo so party. Bad. That was yeah, great. Yeah, but Anthony used to come into my place, and he's cool dude. No, he's great. He is. Oh, yeah, nothing he's him. The writers were he's, terrible. How yeah. long have you been owning the Le Bon Ton? I'm going into my 14th year. 14 years, the Bon Ton. Are you there every night? Uh, well, I used to be. Just to, to recently, I started taking some time off. Wow, but you've been there every night for most of the last 14 years. Yes. So true. who's the greatest band you've ever heard? You went, oh, my God, these guys are fucking awesome. Oh, uh, well, well, I mean, Soul Rebels. Yeah, yeah I knew you going to say there, it. I mean, Soul <laughs> Rebels. You know, pretty much got their start there, and they've just done phenomenal. And they're I mean, doing, they're, they're working with everybody they're right now too, worldwide. Yes, indeed. And you know, so they come in and they practice. They use the place also during the days to practice. There's no time. So you Are can they hear. still rehearsing? Oh, well, they got to rehearse, baby. It's, really? called, it's, it's called, called shedding. 
Sometimes you can kind of get an idea what they've got coming up because you'll hear them playing certain songs. Like they did, they went out to California uh, for to work with Metallica when Metallica had their big. Uh, I guess it was their the tour, their, tour, their, their tour party or yeah. like celebration of so many years. And they were down. I was upstairs in the office, and I'm listening. I'm saying like, what are they? Is that? Is that Metallica they're playing? And then yeah. I put two and two together. So you got contact on the management and stuff? Yep. Or, or, sure I, I do. Look, I'm trying to do a song with those guys. Um, you can't get through it. to them? Huh? Is they don't check your phone call? I mean, it's not that. But, you know what I mean, but it, the opportunity you know right in front of my it, face. Isn't so. it Adam Shipley? Is he managing Adam Yeah, Shipley. Adam Shipley. i get you all the information. I would love that. I really want to work with them. Because they, they're working in, they do a lot in the hip-hop space. You know, they travel a lot with Nas, which is one of my favorite rappers. Uh, and really? they, they, they play with all type of people. And what, I really, what do you want to do? What sort of thing do you think? Uh, well, I'm working on an album called Nola Toisson, which is my... Um, called Nola what? Toisson. Which is Toisson. French Toisson, which is French for three hundred. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm creating my own time capsule, the yeah, history of New Orleans music. On. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's, who's on it so far? Uh, me right now. We're writing for it, okay. so you know, and I keep a few surprises in the tuck for you. I don't want right. to. I don't want to lift the dress up too early. All right. You know? Well, we got time because it's not till when is that next year? Yeah, no, it's next November. year May 7th. Another launch in November. Well, well the city's launching yeah. uh, their campaign, but this is right. my own contribution to it. So this is this my is a, this is my musical time okay. capsule that I'm creating. So I'm covering every genre that ever came. Out this and it's stuff that's current today, or it's historical. It's historical. So I'm starting with Congo Square. I'll give that away. That's oh, the first wow. track, okay. right? And then we're going to go through all of the genres that ever made a, a mark on American wow. music. Yeah, because essentially we have we have something to do with every genre that ever came out of America. Yeah, starting with jazz. That's what Ernie Cato used to say. There you go. He said that all music comes from New Orleans. There you go. Is it true? I, yeah. thought they, I thought he was just like crazy. No, it's not. No, Amer- it's American is music right? is is New Orleans music. So we've had, an, we've had a contribution to make to every genre of music that's come out of, in the world, in Def, the country. Gospel, jazz, yes. funk, R&B, right. you know, like, we're talking Alan Tucson here now. Mm-hmm. We're talking Louis Armstrong here. We're talking Trombone Shorty. We're talking Lil Wayne. We're talking Mahalia Jackson. All, the, all of these, everyone I name is an icon. Right. You know, so. What about we, stupid pop music? Stupid pop music? Yeah. I mean, we've made our way like, into that. What's name stupid pop music? Or what's her name? I think Taylor Graham was Swift. Stupid pop. <laughs> <laughs> Ta- Taylor Swift. Say. Taylor Swift. Do we have any contribution to stupid pop music like that? Uh, I, w- I wouldn't call it. She's stupid. on my UPS oh, truck. Okay. So yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> on every freaking. But look at you. Look at even look at like, like country music. Like you had Louisiana country, I hadn't even thought of country Louisiana music. Louisiana Ray Ride. There you right? go. That's so true. Famous. Mm-hmm. That's from sure you've Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, they did a lot of yeah. a lot of country yeah. coming out of here. Yeah, rockabilly. That's not New Orleans. That's. That's Louisiana, but it's all close enough related. No, I'm not. I'm gonna keep it authentic, New Orleans. Okay. But, but I mean, because it's enough here to do it. You know? What is up with Taylor Swift's photo on every UPS truck in the country? Man, they, I don't know. She's what? not returning my call. Whose idea is that? Who's getting? I don't know, but it was clever though. Whoever did it. But what do they need each other for? Why does UPS because need Taylor do, Swift? Because how many times in your day do you see a UPS truck? That is ads. I've noticed it more often now that I see Taylor Swift on the side. Right, but it was in passing prior to. Right, and it's always there. It's a part you see. Right. You see UPS more than you might see cops someday, right? Absolutely. Some days. So, sure. so, but if you come out to cops too and you yeah, support the police, yeah. you'll start seeing more police officers. We are like coming that. to that for sure. <laughs> it's Koshon. What is it actually called? The Koshon Delay Festival. The Festival. Not to be confused with St. Andrews. St. Edward's. St. Edward's. <laughs> well, what about the other port? St. Edward's, we don't care. There's another pork festival here that goes on every year, too. Is there? Hawks for the Cause? Hawks for the Cause. Okay. Hawks for the Cause. Do you know those people? Uh, 
No, I've part, I participated in the first year. Is that for cancer? Board. That's yeah, pediatric oh. and brain cancer. All right. All right. Those are oh, nice okay. guys. They're nice guys. The yeah. guys that do that. Yeah. Look, all festivals, you know, they're out to support something and they got a, a good cause, and that's. I think that's you know. So you're going to sneak this in before the rain arrives on Sunday, according to. Oh, definitely. I can't believe that somebody would really believe the weather forecast is going to be that accurate four or five days out. Is that true? Man, my grandfather said you won't know the weather walk outside. Exactly. My grandfather was right. We were supposed to have a hurricane the other day, and that shit ain't happening. Well, that's, thank God for that. But yeah. he's right. You can't predict the weather here four or five days out. Can you, Marcy, you must have done this for years with French Quarter Festival. Yeah, in my 10 years, we had one year with rain. Really? One. Yeah. That's right. beautiful. That's so lucky. It's beautiful. It's yeah. one of my favorite festivals, by the Aww. way. Because it's, it's, it's yeah. large, but it's still quaint. It's neighborhood, yeah. yeah. Well, you presided over that during the years that it's become incredibly popular. Yeah, when, when you I got there... Off, it was no big deal. Yeah, when I got there, there was a little bit of an identity crisis. It was... Um, I knew there was something special there, but no one was good at tooting the horn. And so I did a lot of digging. I'm like, we know what we've got, but how do we get people to understand it and so Joe listen up to this how did you we found every year University of New Orleans was hired to do the economic impact study and I was digging through the reports and I'm like holy shit look at this economic impact 350 million dollar economic impact so then I'm like well what's everyone else's because it doesn't mean anything unless you know what everyone else has so I started looking around and the only thing bigger than French Quarter Fest was Mardi Gras so you're you had a Second high, largest to Mardi Gras. Bigger than Jazz Fest bigger, That was yeah. just what I was going to say. Yeah. You have a bigger Which people economy. never believe, but when you understand that when you take a free festival like that and plop it in the middle of a neighborhood mm-hmm. and don't charge admission, people come in and they're shopping in all those stores. They're spending so much money in the neighborhood that weekend that the... the the, you know, the economy How is How do you work huge. out economic impact? Is it by yeah, sales you know, tax? Yeah, you and I would come out every year and they would um, do surveys all over the French Quarter. So they're talking to people, find out where'd you come from, how much money are you spending, are you staying in a hotel, asking like all these kind of obnoxious mm. questions. But all of it That's turns into like that. your demographics and, and the economic impact. Mm. Yeah. Do you want another drink, Nisby, for real? No, I'm going I'm to chill. Yeah, this we almost table over. service? We get bottle service? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone usually shows up, and this service is not like the same at Le Bon Ton, where, you know... It's, it's impeccable it's at Le impec- Bon Ton. Yeah. What's the food deal at Le Bon Ton these days? Right now, we're doing, letting, I'm letting people come in and do little pop-ups. Right. Really? I've, I've actually renovated the kitchen. We're getting ready to relaunch that. Ah, uh, they used to have awesome hamburgers there back l- in the last Exactly. Time. And a lot of people who, who drink there are in the service industry, and they, they cook, and they'll say, hey, mm-hmm. and I'm like, sure, you know, come on in. So we've been doing okay. working with a lot of different pop-ups and, okay. uh, and food trucks. So and what's the eventual plan going to be now? That you're we're going to do... Um, we're going to go back to doing a really nice... It's going to be a limited menu set, but we're going to do, uh, you know, bar food, but more upscale bar food. So you're going to... I mean, it's going to be great. We're going to do... We're we talking truffle fries here? No, not that upscale. Oh, wow. But just, you know, <laughs> good, you know, we're not trying to com- compete with a lot... Why do you want to do upscale bar food in a bar for? Where everyone's just going to hear the music well, and drink? Well, I mean, to offer quality, let's say quality. You know, I hear expensive. Well, no, I don't want to take the aspect like, okay, they're here, they're drinking, who cares? It's just throw something at them. I want them. There's right. a lot of people who enjoy going out and having a beer and getting a great burger. That's and not going to help meal. you, though, at all. We're not looking for that, those people. Right? No, that's fine. They want to come in and have a burger and a beer. We welcome. Really? As, a, as a patron of bars, um, I appreciate you doing that because I go to a lot of bars because of food. So uh, where are you uh, going now? Where do you like to go? Uh, I'm a big fan of Mimi's. In Mimi's the in the Marinade. Yeah, okay. Because it's because of the what you can get at the hours you can get it. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, it's quality food at a late at a late. Oh, night that's deal. a good point. Keep yeah. I actually started. said there was a, a class reunion, not my class, but the class before me, uh, earlier this year. Mostly everybody moved out of town. They didn't know what was going on in town. It was Thursday, and I sent them all to you, bro. They came to see uh, us. We, uh-huh. we get people all the time. We get Tulane University, Loyola alumni. We have people who got married here to come back and renew their vows. We've actually had a couple do it at Le Bon Ton. And nice. in July, we had a couple come who actually met in Le Bon Ton while they were going to school oh at Tulane, and they got cool. married, and then they came back uh, and they had a big party at Le Bon Ton. So we do a lot of that. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. When you, it's like I said, I didn't invent the Bon Ton. And, you, you bought know, it. Uh, yes. What made, <laughs> what made you buy it? What and were you doing before? I that? was recovering from a triple bypass. I needed something to do. What? <laughs> That's a hell of a recovery. Is that true? It's actually that, true, yes. That was your recovery. Yeah, it was my recovery. Gave me, Rehab. Uh, made me get up in bye, the morning bye. and yeah. the night. I, well, actually, I didn't have to get up in the morning. I was still up. Right. So, <laughs> Holy shit, that was really your idea for rehab and yeah, it was. recovery was to buy the bonds home or away. Exactly. And who'd you buy it from? Who owned it before? Actually, I, I didn't actually buy it from anybody. The current owner was Pepper Keen, and he had just acquired it. Mm-hmm. And that's Pepper Keen from Corrosion and Conformity, Don, local musician, right, heavy right, metal. Right. And uh, I met him through a mutual friend, and we started talking. And he was living in North Carolina, and he gave me a call one time, and he said, hey, you know, I own this bar, and I hear you're pretty good at stuff like that. You know, want to pick you? your brains. Were you pretty good at it? Or did you, yeah, you own a bar before? Like, yes. Oh, you did? So you know in Pittsburgh? In, no, 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 here. Okay. I, I didn't get in the bar business until I was 40. Oh, okay. You know, so I kind of fell into that, and I did. Uh, you don't look I, that old right now. Right? I, I, look, I look great for 70. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What did you I own? Look ter- I look terrible for thirty. What? What's your? What's the deal with these two watches? This one's lighting up. Oh, uh, what? Well, what one's does it a, say? Oh, four. Is one's a uh, you know, pedometer, heart okay. monitor, is it, all that is, stuff. Are you okay? And the other one is you know is a watch. What's your heart rate? How you Denzel turned me on to this, right? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Yeah, that's the one he wore in um, himself. The Equalizer. What? Yeah. I like that movie. I bought that movie. Actually. I bought that movie. That's yeah. You did? That's how I got that one. Do you know Denzel or did you just watch the movie? No, I watched the movie. Just watched the movie. <laughs> okay. Who, who really knows Denzel? Who turns you on to this one? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. What is this? 75. Is that your heart rate? That's my heart rate right now. I'm that's 54, too high. 54 beats a minute. 54. That's phenomenal. What's 73? 54 is good. 73, that's my goal. So I need some more drinks. <laughs> I constrict those arteries and get that up. <laughs> a little reflux. Get get and I take a little walk. I hit my 120. That's my rehab. See, there you go. That's great. Okay, that's pretty cool. So is this is this like a Fitbit thing or something? Yeah, this one actually here is the uh, Gear Two. That's uh, Android, same as the the phone, Samsung. Okay. And I'm trying to had a Fitbit and. Um, with these? the new phone, just coordinates with the phone. Everything's right there. I can get a message when it, when I get a phone message, it lets me know, and I don't take my and phone. And what's it called? That's called Gear Two. Gear Two, and that's a connected to your. That's the an, that's the Android phone, right? version of the Fitbit. Yes. Funny that we know the word Fitbit. Right? I think it's called Gear Fit. Gear Two. Well, they started Gear two. Right? Okay, you guys. All right. Well, Nisby, I wanted to ask you about this new thing you're working on too, called Black Man for Sale. Yeah, I put it out in July. Um, it's out. Yeah, it's out. It came out in July. Um, I actually recorded it in 2014. Uh, finished it. 2014, that's going back. Yeah, yeah. And I sat on it for a while. So it's a 12-song project, and it was. It started out with this one song we did called Bang Bang with this kid from uh, Nashville named Mike Floss. 
And uh, it was a song speaking to what was going on with the Trayvon Martins and Mike Browns of the world. And the producer, DJ Fu, he and I were making music that was different from that particular song. But he, he and I are from the same school of thought, if you will. And um, they, we, we decided to make more songs like that. And 12 songs later, I got this project. And it's somewhat of a... Uh, uh, the title comes from basically what I believe to be the GoFundMe for the Western world was the sale of Africans. Uh, uh, we're talking about South America and everything from all the way up to, to up here and stuff and the residual effects of it. Um, but not in a bashing way, but more of a remedy way. Um, this isn't like, you know, an after police project. Um, this right. is somewhat of a, um, a neutral perspective on st- stuff for the most part. And then, uh, like, I have a song called Sun War um, that speaks to... Uh, I'm, I'm basically speaking to a young man in the neighborhood and giving them the one, two, three on what it is to be a, a, a stand-up guy. You know, talk, like I'm telling them how to properly shake a hand like I was taught at my uh, nursery school or uh, look people in the eye when you talk, certain stuff like that, which is something that you don't really hear much in music right. uh, or in most households because they've been broken up from systematic reasons, right? So, uh, so not only is it something pointing out what happened to us, but it's also offering uh, remedy to it. Like I have a song called Accountability. Um, which is something I think uh, my community needs a whole lot of. Because one thing I've learned in life, no matter what happened to you, whether your house burned down, if you were raped or someone stole something from you, uh, it's no one's responsibility to fix you but you, regardless of what someone else did. So a lot of people like to blame things that happen in our community. And as true as that may be, we have to fix them ourselves. There is no government program that's going to solve our problems. So in, in, in any form of life, and this applies to all, even outside of my community, you want something to change in your life, you have to be accountable for it. When you say families are being ripped apart for systematic reasons, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean by that? Uh, when, you talk, when you look at the welfare system, when you look at, uh, you know, uh, it's, if you look at the stats and you see how many black uh, males are born, and then you look at how many are actually alive by the time they make 18. Right. Um, and you look at the, the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, you know, we've been targeted. And, and uh, you can look at the COINTELPRO with the CIA and the FBI from each Edgar Hoover days and how the welfare works and how the father had to be absent in order for the woman to receive it. And the residual effects of that, which is ultimately devaluing the black man in the family. You, you know? think this is systematically being visited upon black communities? Uh, it's no question. It's no question. No question it's no question. These these are laws on hand that that literally, you know, I, you got the black codes, the whole nine. I just even when slavery was made illegal, then it was just made to be illegal to be black with the black codes and the black laws, and then you had your Jim Crow stuff, and it was illegal for more than two black men to get together in public. You know, for all this stuff like that. So that's what I mean when I say systematically. And that's that's really the only way racism exists. Other than that, it's just somebody who feels a certain way about somebody. But racism actually exists in a systematic way. And these are things that are on the books, yeah. That's what I mean by like systematic. institutionalized yeah, racism. Yeah, exactly. But I think we all thought that we were heading in the right direction up until about a year or so ago. I, people say did that. You, did you think that? No, people say that because uh, and, and people reference things like the good old days and all that stuff. Uh, it's always been bad. 
Like we, yeah. you know, we've only been we've. But we elected a black president. That sort of gave everybody hope that maybe uh, we've gotten where that that was a symbol. Clock. That was a symbol of progress. Right. But that's one guy in yeah, the right. grand scheme of what I don't know how many black people we got in the country, like thirty million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that symbol was at least symbolic. At least maybe that indicate it was an indicator more. Than it was. Just, it was an indicator. Apparently, it wasn't. But if you look at the odds of one guy who made it to that seat, which is really a puppet seat, if we want to talk about how government works, no, right? The CEO, you know what I'm saying? The CEO of a company. Is at the mercy of the board of directors and the investors, right? So that's just a, a position. Well, just be thankful that it is right now, I would say. Say it again? Just be thankful that it is right now. We can be thankful, Otherwise, but be also be trouble. aware of what's not right. Because he's up there doesn't mean that kids still aren't being shorted in school. My nephew's a, a high a elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. and um, it's a sin before God that these children are entering into the fifth grade and not being prepared. They're still reading on a second grade level. Like, this is, the, again, the systematically right. systematic stuff that is in killing the community because we're not those kids aren't being raised up to be Obamas. You well, understand what, what I'm saying? What is the but if the system remains the same now, right? Uh-huh. We're in the same system. Yes, we are. How are we going to get out of this? Uh, we have to be accountable for what's going on in our communities. I don't think it's going to come from like government. Government isn't going to help our stuff. I mean, the system is working as it is supposed to work. There are people benefiting from how it's working, and there's people who don't want to change. You can just look at right. how the, uh, the health care system works and insurance and all that other type of shit. Right. That shit works for the people who are at the top of it, right? And everybody else lives at the mercy of it. So if we're going to change, we have to do it from within. We're going to have to start voting on a local level, putting people in positions who are from communities and care about communities. There needs to be a better, I like what you're doing with the police. Uh, you know, um, that, that whole dynamic needs to be remedied. Um, okay, so how do we start here in New Orleans? How do we start yeah, here in New right Orleans? Right now, today. So if we had to vote for the mayor, say, let's uh-huh. start with that. It, go it, out and vote. Yeah, I Who mean, are we go out and vote. Right? Yeah, it's, it, it's go out and vote generally, yes, but because it's not going to happen just because we put somebody in office now and everything's going to change by the time they get out of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, we found that out. Right. Yeah. So it's like some, it's, it's, and it's, it depends on which issue we're talking about. You know but what I'm saying? Get, but if you get out and you vote, the idea is not just to go out and pull level because someone told you, you know, you, because you have an R at the end of your, you know, your belief or a D yeah. or a number or your whatever, someone in the community, your father, your dad, your teacher, your pastor, right. your bar owner, your boss. <laughs> the whole idea is that if you, to, when I say go out and vote, pick up a pamphlet, pick up something, read about it, find out who you like and what to do, and then go out and vote and then experience either a victory or experience a loss. A lot of things can come from losing because mm-hmm. then you can say, okay, how can we do it better? The next time. And then how do we hold the winner accountable because the winner should still represent all of us. Yes. So how do we make sure they get their message because anymore well, you, you look at Do you, you have an answer the, for this? It's a very appropriate conversation if you can figure out how to hold the winner accountable. Well, St- the, I, think, from, I think too, though, going back to what you're saying is – you can't, I mean, the mayor's the mayor and the city council the city council, but you got to do it from within. Like, for one example, exactly. my kid goes to this awesome charter school in New Orleans. It's one of those great schools that popped up after Katrina. What you school know, is these, it? She was the Lycée Francais. Okay, I'm familiar with that. Great school. Mm-hmm. So diverse, so eclectic, such a great school. And they got rid of a few programs they couldn't afford. Mm-hmm some of the younger grades and so the parents got together and they started their own school right and that's really? so essential is like if you don't like what's going on do, do it yourself because exactly. nobody's going to do it for you nobody's and so that's you. what I love in New Orleans too there's this whole kind of organic post Katrina thing of people saying you know what I don't like that let's like the whole like the catch basins right everyone's mm-hmm. so angry about the catch basins but now what 
everyone's starting to clean their own catch basins because you know what? No one else is going to do you it for us. It, that's, that's actually that's a great. And yeah, point maybe it's wrong, like, you but you can stand around and complain, right? Well, you what, get you, active. what you could jump do is up and do if everybody. It. If everybody went out, there's more people in our catch basin. But if everyone out and clean their catch basin, and then you show up at whether it's a night out against crime or or debate where you go see your council person say, well, by the way. You know, 40 or 50 of us who pay taxes and work here and do stuff, we had to clean our own catch basins. Mm-hmm. So now we want to understand, what did you, you say it costs 4 or $5 million to clean catch basins, and you haven't been cleaning them, and we would not spend a day doing it. You know, it's just sort of like, that's kind of like holding people accountable. Like, yeah. you don't and say, like, we're going to sit here and wait until you clean them right. and suffer. But you got and clean them, so, okay. And then when they go, so, oh, look, everything's good. Oh, yeah, well, we went out and cleaned them. Yeah. But we went out well, what and are we made exactly, sure people got What are we this. paying our taxes for, though, if people aren't cleaning the catch basins or fixing the I mean, that's or, a good question, and we know how the politics in this city It's works. a balancing right. act, though. It's yeah. like sometimes you've got to take it in your own hands and do it and improve life in your neighborhood. Like sometimes you just got to look at it from a neighborhood level. Like I can't fix this whole city, but I know my neighborhood. I know there's an old lady next door who's got nobody, so I'm going to go see what she needs when a hurricane's coming. And my, my military friends call that the candlelight effect, right? When they go into a new territory, and they pick certain spots that are spaced out. And it's just like if you put candles in a dark room. If I put one in that corner, that corner, that corner, and probably a few in the middle, the whole room is going to be illuminated. So if we're in the third wall doing a little something, the fourth wall doing a little something, the seventh uh-huh. wall doing a little okay. something, if you look at it from, if you stand back and look at it, this, the city is looking a little better now. So if everybody, like uh, uh, my favorite rapper, Big Boy, uh, you want to reach the nation, start from your corner. If you want to change the world, start from your corner, right? And that's all you can do. Do everything within arm's reach. And if everybody's doing that, if we look up, the whole room would be clean. It's like teamwork in kindergarten. You pick up the, the pegs, you pick up the crayons, you pick up the paper. At the end of the day, the whole class is going to be clean. All right. That's a good inspirational note to end on, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. You think we can do something there? If, I just I, I, each see, of us left I just want to see you being involved in music and mm-hmm. being related to Haley Jackson. You doing ballet. Mm-hmm. And you say that you have some of the events are active. I want to see like a hip-hop ballet. I would love that. I, think, to, to, to I bring just up heard big, today. I was at the theater today. I think that would be. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Across I've, seen, I've seen it at, done. I've seen it done. I was at the theater today because we're loading in for our, our show this weekend, and they told me that this fall, um, hip hop Nutcracker is coming to the Sanger, and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> what is the hip hop Nutcracker? But I think I want to see it. it. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> Hamilton. You heard about that play? Yeah. Right. That's all rap, right? right. But, it's, right. but it's like it has right. an opera effect yeah. to it. So I mean, there's a lot it's of room for fusion. There's a lot of room for fusion. That's your next project. <laughs> I got like three to knock out and not get to it. <laughs> well, we're looking for those. Nesby Phipps, thank you so much for joining it us. It was great to see you again, man. It was great to meet it's you. Gone all. too quickly. Joe Bickledge, thanks for being here. We'll see you at the Cochon Delay Fest at Palmer Park this Saturday, this Saturday. October the what date is it exactly? It's the twenty first. Yeah. October twenty first. We'll see you there on Saturday. And Marcia Schramm from the New Orleans Ballet Association. Thank you so much for being here as well. That's happy hour for another week. Thank you so much for joining us. The producer of our show is Graham. DePonte, our associate producer, Alison Moon, and April Stolf. Christian Unruh is our music director, and Jean Valois is our music producer. Thomas Walsh is our technical director, and our show is engineered today by Eric Murrell. Asher Griffith is the person who put this whole thing on Facebook Live, and our fact checker and social media connector is the fan group. Fabulous, Andrew Searock. Searock. Our theme music was written and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around a table for about an hour and drink alcohol. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. We can also check out many other hours of happy hour that we have up there, as well as some other shows you make around here. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker are just two of them. You can find other great shows 
and Louisiana Podcast. Head to katieta.com and it's batonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. Those photos were taken by Alison Moon. If you're listening to this show on your podcast app, Thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That actually does help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Fred Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy hours of production of Iron Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be back here next week. You can find him in the meantime somewhere around the country. And check him out at andrewduhon.com. From everybody around the table here at Wayfair, back at our office at Iron Broadcasting. And uh, where else? That's about it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. All right. Thanks, everybody.